today guys the episode is going to be slightly different again same as last week's episode we've got izzy who i found off of tiktok who i've been following for the last month now and she's a fantastic introduce herself so you guys know more and can go and follow her on her social media sites to go and see the fantastic work that she does so let's start off so Isabella give yourself an introduction hi uh, so yeah I'm Isabella uh, I'm a photographer in uh, Mishawaka Indiana uh, here in the United States um, I've been really focused on photography for about four years. Uh, I started actually sharing my photography on TikTok uh, probably around last summer uh, and through football season this year. And uh, I gained a lot of recognition for my uh, football photography, definitely. Uh, so, yeah, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> and thank you for being on. So let's start with our first question. So what got you into photography? Yes. Um, so I've kind of always had an interest in uh, creating uh, as far as like making videos and uh, taking pictures. Um, when I was like really, really little uh, in elementary school, actually, uh, my dad got me this little red uh, camcorder and we never uploaded the, the videos, but uh, me and my neighborhood friends would always like shoot videos. And then um, in middle school, uh, I started going and uh, actually making videos and uploading them with my friends on the weekends. And uh, in high school is where I really um, started to hone in on like photography itself and not making as many videos. Um, my freshman year, I was put into a um, like a homeroom uh, for the art kids at our school who were also like in these honors classes and stuff and uh our teacher was the head of the art department at the school he, he was also a football coach so he was equally passionate about both um both art and uh football so that's like that was a big motivator uh in my photography but um my freshman year uh, my dad got me uh, my first actual camera and i started showing uh my pictures that i was starting to take uh, to my art teacher and there was just uh, there was one day in particular I was showing him pictures of dandelions that I took um, and he really really liked them and he said that I was gonna be like you know you're my new photographer like you're gonna you know uh, be my photographer now and I was like okay um, and that's when I really started to uh, focus on photography and become serious about it fantastic so just so I get something straight, because obviously we're from two different countries here. Home homeroom is that a type of class or a type of um, uh, after school activity sort of thing? Yeah, uh, so that's like um, a break room, I would say. Uh, it's like a a class. Um, you're kind of like assigned a teacher uh, for all four years of high school. And there's like a half an yep. hour uh, short break in between the uh, classes every day where you just kind of go there, work on homework. Uh, it's like it's like the main teacher, you know, like in, in elementary school, how like you have like a main teacher and then like you would go to like art class for like an hour or something. It's kind of like that. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got you. 
I've got you. So I just wanted to be clear because obviously the schooling, because I know schooling over there, you do. So over here, we do primary school and high school, but you have a you have a, a one in between. Yes. So you you yeah. So it's, so sometimes it confuses me with the way it all sort of works out over there. Yeah. Um. So my next question is. Who influences you and why? Um, I would definitely have to say, um, as far as like influencing it, just like photographers in general around me, uh, people that I meet online and stuff, uh, just seeing how like passionate other people are too about photography is very, very inspirational. Um, something I actually discovered uh, this year was uh, the photography community on Twitter. Um, I've made a lot of really good friends and I it kind of opened my eyes to all the different kinds of photography that there are out there and making like photos more meaningful. Um, and then like as far as like motivation, uh, I guess would be that uh, art teacher. Uh, like I said, he's a he's a football coach too. so, um, something that always motivated me uh, in high school to like take a really good photo was to try to impress him. Uh, there's like there were a few photos that I would show him and he would like scream like someone got a touchdown like he would get so excited and that was like always one of my goals in high school just to you know get him pumped and stuff. And just, yeah <laughs> it's a great feeling it's really awesome. Talking about influences actually I've seen some of your uh, pictures on TikTok and Instagram and I especially like the one you took with the group of people around the is that was it a school bus yeah an abandoned school bus <laughs> yes yeah what got you so what got you the inspiration for that and how did you come up with that um yeah so uh this year for AP art uh I kind of chose to do um which okay so the the class AP art uh it you kind of focus on like one thing all year and creating like a portfolio and a group of photos that kind of fit together and my goal with that uh this year was to uh have dancers uh come and i i wanted to find like different kind of settings for them to kind of dance around in and stuff and I actually did a composition so uh the four people is actually one person and uh, I just kind of had her go around the, the bus and uh, do different like dance moves and cool tricks and stuff. And then I put them all in one photo. Um, and I, I really like to have them kind of bring like give some, a setting like some motion, you know, uh, kind of like uh, in the photo, you can see like, her hair flying and stuff and her doing like these tricks and. Uh, that was really like the goal in that one. <laughs> I don't know if that answers the question right, but <laughs> yeah, no, it's perfect. And then the other, and then the other one would be the. I think you've got them in a cemetery and they're floating. Is that the one I've seen? Um, the cemetery. Oh, <laughs> I might be. I might be confused. Yeah. Uh, is it the one with like the the big bench uh, circle? thing yes that's yeah. it yeah okay that one yeah that one's fun uh that was actually my junior year uh a part of my concentration then uh my whole junior year every saturday i would go to this uh this garden uh, about a half an hour away from my house and i would set up like these different shots with like themes and stuff 
and um the goal that year was to to kind of bring like that naturey aspect and kind of like give it personality and character and like give it a name so um and i would have like a different model every week uh that week the theme was chaos and uh i brought like a bunch of like props that i found like in my dad's garage and stuff and um but a bunch of junk actually uh me and my dad a few days before the shoot were driving around and we found like um this restaurant that had thrown out like a bunch of stuff uh and we used <laughs> that um but for this uh this one in particular um i couldn't find a model for it so uh i was actually the model and um my mom actually came <laughs> came with me this time and I use this app called Canon Connect, uh, and I connect it to my camera. And I set up the shot and everything, and got the camera in place. And I used this um, this app. I would click it, and then I <laughs> threw my phone back for this one. Uh, and then I flipped my hair, and uh, that's how I got that kind of hair motion, kind of falling thing. Um, but uh, if, if you were to look at the original, um, before the editing and stuff, I was actually balancing on like a little stool. Um, it was very, very difficult. I had to use my apps for that, but it was, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> well, it's, all, well it, all, it's always fun when you can find those obscure props that always help out a situation and props that people think wouldn't normally be there because afterwards you'd cut them out yeah so that that's a fascinating thing like when you when you just cut these images out they think like their their brain automatically thinks you're actually floating but actually you may have like you say been sitting on a chair that was sat on the yes, bench exactly yeah I, I love doing that kind of stuff <laughs> yeah like i'm always like for myself i'm always good at taking the shot but when it comes to the editing side i can do the color and the composition and stuff but with photoshop i've never been able to remove stuff without getting it to auto do it for me so if it's a large object i normally can't take them out myself so i'm always fascinated with with people like yourselves who are able to take out large objects like that and then make themselves look like they're either floating or they're or for example un, uh, underwater or whatever and they're not really there yeah so that always fascinates <laughs> yeah, me yeah exactly and uh the the thought process i kind of go about with these photos is to kind of shoot to edit uh so i kind of have a plan for editing before like i even go into it you know just have a plan for that um for this one um what i do is i set up uh my camera on a tripod so the camera does not move at all and i have the, the app connected to my camera the whole time so i don't even like bump the camera at all it doesn't move like an, an inch at all and um i would take one picture with like nothing in it you know like no stool no mirror anything and then i would uh take like the photo with me on the stool and then you can uh, layer that in Photoshop and then erase uh, whatever you don't want. <laughs> oh, yeah. so that's how that's done. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I originally... Because it's... Because it's... Because it's... 
Go on, go on. Uh, I originally learned it on uh, Peter McKinnon. I don't know if you've ever heard of him, uh, but he has this big old YouTube channel. Yeah. Yes, I watch him quite yeah. religiously. <laughs> Same here. Uh, the Canadian, the Cana- the Canadian yeah. guy. Like my fa- my fa- Sorry, my favorite with him was when he did his bucket oh shot. Yeah, I loved that video. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Cause, cause he, cause he's, he's fascinating with me, with to me, because he's to me, he doesn't seem like he is a photographer as well, but it, to me, he doesn't seem like a photographer. He's more of a a videographer. But the way he, he's sort of designed himself as like a a uh, expert YouTuber. So you get some basic videos on YouTube, like you'll get from anybody, because YouTube's an open platform for people to post what they like within reason. Um, but then you get the then you get the extra level, like Peter McKinnon, Casey Neistat, oh gosh, yeah. um, things like that. And then once you get to their level, you're just like, when I get there one day, I'm gonna be not just a YouTuber, I can class myself as a video Yeah, author. exactly. Very well said. I agree with that. <laughs> so, uh, so how, so what do you like about photography? What, what, what motivates you and gives you the, the passion to carry on? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I would say um, my favorite part about photography is kind of showing the world like how I view it, you know, uh, being able to capture uh, something that like I always love to do is uh, especially with like nature photography and stuff. Like if I were to go uh, walk around or go, yeah, like going to walk in my grandma's uh, property, uh, stuff like that, just finding character all over the place. There's so much character and even like the small things that surround us, you know, uh, like birds and uh, something I really find fun. Uh, and it's kind of strange, but I love photographing bugs, um, like bumblebees and, and not spiders, <laughs> um, but bumblebees and uh, crickets and butterflies and dragonflies and stuff like that. You know, getting like close to them and seeing like their world and kind of showing how I see them, their like little characteristics and stuff. Uh, I know there's there one of my favorite uh, photos like that that I have taken. Um, last summer, I was walking uh, through this garden and there was like a little dragonfly uh, on this little like twig that was sticking out of the ground. And it let me get like so, so close to it that my lens was almost touching it. And it just sat there. And um, I took this picture of it and it when I looked back at it, it looked like the little dragonfly was like smiling. I don't know. I just, I thought it was so cute. I, I don't know. <laughs> but like uh, showing the world and like in a positive way is just uh, something that also motivates me with my photography and uh, showing it like in a strange way too. Uh, like uh, there was, there's this other concentration that I've been kind of working on, not for my class, but personally uh, with this door. Um, like just taking it out and um putting it in like environments that a door normally wouldn't be in uh like out outdoors especially and kind of doing like kind of wacky stuff like sitting on top of it or um sitting around it and stuff like that and uh creating like these scenes uh that's definitely something that's like inspires me to keep going with photography and uh 
I think makes me like more passionate about it for sure. That's cool. I like the idea you said with the, with the door because I, I've I've done something similar before as well where I got a little mini picture frame and I got people to stick their faces for it, kept the rest of the world in color and put them in black and white to sort of say that these are individual people. So I get where you're coming with that, where you put people in diff or objects in different environments. It's just fascinating to 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 see it out of its element because it tricks the brain into thinking, well, why is it there? Is that door meant to be there? Is that door? Well, for example, in my in my mind, as you were talking about it, I thought of Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. And I thought, is that the door <laughs> at the end of the book that she opens to get yeah, out? Yeah, and that's the great thing about photography and art, too. And that- uh, like, different ways that, like, I love creating photos that, like, get people thinking, too. And that have, like, because everyone's going to look at it and think something different, right? And I think that's, like, that's also something that's just so much fun with those kind of, like, artistic shots that are just kind of wacky, for sure. So what is, what would you say is your photographic aesthetic or, or style and why, and why you think that is and why you've chosen that? Oh yeah, uh, it probably, it really depends on what I'm taking pictures of. Um, I actually did just post a TikTok asking like, showing people uh, some of my nature shots and I wrote some down before this um, but some uh, I got a lot of people saying like whimsical and wanderlust and stuff with like nature and travel uh, I always like to make them kind of look peaceful too and uh, give just some give something for some uh, people to smile about like that's out there um, but with uh, my sports photography I do football and basketball and stuff like that um, I would say I always like to um, make them look kind of gritty and uh I always like my thought process for that like when I'm on the field and stuff and on the sidelines uh I always have like in the back of my head that I'm trying to make our school like look strong and uh highlighting traditions and stuff and just like how our community is uh and just making that kind of strong and gritty uh is something definitely for uh, my sports photography (laughs) Yeah, because I was looking through because you've got three, you've got three different um, Instagram accounts, and I think at the moment I'm only following your personal one where you share like all all assortment of things. Um, be- uh, because I'm not me personally, I'm not a big sports fan, so. And I don't mean that, that, that that's just me personally, but I did the way you've taken some of your your football photos. Now, when I say when I say football over here, I'm not talking in, in, in today's episode. I'm not talking football as in the traditional football. I'm talking American football where they use the arm pads and the hats and and run around with the balls. So basically. Uh, and I don't mean this horribly, but rugby for <laughs> wussies. I love that. That's awesome. And I don't, and I don't, and I don't think I'm taking the Mickey when I say that. But it is basically our version of rugby with like just yeah. arm pads. Yeah. 
<laughs> I've never heard it explained like that. That's so cool. <laughs> but yeah, no. So, but the, but those, but like I said, I'm not into sports myself. But I do, I do know when a like I can look at a photo and and see in my in my opinion that it's good. And and I've got to say, your sports photographs. The, the way you you capture the movement in those photographs as well because i think you've got one where you've got a and i i think it was a do they call it a quarterback it was the and he was near the touchline and you've got it sort of him holding the ball running yeah. forwards and sort of almost yeah, hitting the touchline yeah. oh my gosh yeah that's one of my favorite photos that i've taken for sure <laughs> that was uh Cause that that would uh, that was my junior so year. Uh, we had a star uh, quarterback. He was amazing. Um, yeah, these dudes, they're they're strong. They're really awesome. I love kind of capturing that strength. Um, and they're just so passionate. Like they love the game so much. And uh, it's it's like their battlefield, you know. Um, yeah, I d- I definitely love capturing that. That's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, because that, because that, because that, out of all of them, that was my favourite photo as well. Because I like the way you've, you can see that he's running, but you've got no motion blur, which I thought was fascinating. And the other thing I liked about it as well, you've got so much detail in the, uh, it is uniform, but it's like in the team's uniform, in the team uniform that he's wearing, you've got, you've captured all the detail as well. And the detail around him is like perfectly in focus as well. And the color scheme all just works as one. And it's one of those photos you can sort of look at and think to yourself, it doesn't matter if you like sports or not. It doesn't even matter if you normally take these types of photos yourself. But it's one of those you can look at and go, someone's hit that. Oh, I hit the so nail much. on the head. <laughs> that is, oh, yeah, yeah. It's almost one of those pictures where you had to be there in the moment and any other moment wouldn't be right it's like the it's like the the, the way the way my dad would say it, it's like the oh photo gosh, found yeah, you that. wow yeah i always i'm oh, sorry yeah because that that's <laughs> uh no. yeah i always go on, go on. those uh that's right, go shots go where it's like the the shutter just clicks at the right moment uh i always call those photos like lucky shots um just because like uh there, there's a few that uh have happened like that where like you know just click the button hold it down and hope that like it gets that right you know second and uh i've definitely got a, a lucky with a few of those uh there was one football photo um i took like a few years ago uh where the guys were running out uh, in the beginning of the game and for some reason they were there were these uh five guys that were just forming a perfect triangle it was amazing. I was like, I don't even know how that happened. I was just, oh my gosh, yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's bizarre when you get when you get those what I like to call picturesque moments, because they they don't come often in a photographer's life. If you're like, so if you're a shoot person, which I like to call, which is just a person that goes out and takes the occasional photo. You're going to get one of those in your lifetime. But if you're a a photographer, which is someone that goes out and shoots often and knows and knows when the 
not when the moment's about to finish or the moment's about to start, but when the moment is happening. So this is the in between. This so this is the <laughs> section I like to call the in between, which is the moment when it's happening, and that is the that is the picture because you've captured it as it's happening rather than it's going to happen or it has Very happened. Very well said. And it's easier with yeah yeah it's easier with still photography to do that if you know what you're doing, but it's a lot harder when you do drone or sports photography because there is always movement and if you can capture it in a movement photo then to me and it I, and I say I don't like sports I'm not a very sporty person but I appreciate a sports photo because of the movement because me personally as a photographer I would never be able to get that right so that always fascinates me in the regards of if someone else can get that you know you're a bet you're you're a better you're a better photographer than I am and I really respect that and that's what I love about sports sports photography oh my goodness thank you so much <laughs> that means a lot thank you so right. so so when when you go out to do these photos what um equipment do you use uh yeah yeah so just what oh, equipment yeah. do you so, use uh this year uh my dad uh helped me upgrade i got a canon eos 80d uh it's like a really nice touch screen really fast camera uh, a lot of people actually use them for video it's a really great camera for that as well um and then usually i have my 75 to 300 lens on um, or really the complete opposite. Uh, the last few games, I uh, got a 10 to 22 millimeter lens, which is like a wide angle lens. And um, sometimes like when the players started to get kind of closer to the, the sidelines, uh, I would put that lens on and try to get like a wide angle of them running right past me. Uh, so yeah, those are like my two go-to lenses for the football field. Uh, for like other like, um, just nature shots and stuff. I love my 35 millimeter. Uh, it's like a little macro lens, really similar to the the uh, 50 millimeter, um, which is like a really really popular lens uh, for portraits, especially. Um, but I, I like the 35 better personally, uh, just because like it just you know if you want to get like those really close sharp photos, you can still get those, and um, I think that's actually really good for uh, portraits as well. That's that's fascinating because I'm me, me personally I use Canon as well. I'm a Canon. Uh, I keep I keep I, I keep wanting to say 7D whenever I talk about my camera, but it's the nice. 70D. And yeah, and I've got the so when I I my, most of my lenses are Tamron base lenses, and I've I'm slightly opposite to you because I've got a 18 to 270 oh, wow. tamron lens so i'm sort of i'm sort of both both ends but then at the same time for my portrait photography i and that, i use that longer lens more for my nature photography 
but for the portraits i've just got a standard canon 50 yeah yeah mil. those are those are always like the so the go-to uh so this is i think i got this from peter mckinnon but like the nifty 50 it's like really nice thing. yeah that's yeah and that's what and that's and this is the other thing as well so so you've actually brought up another question so talking about um youtube photographers and tiktok photographers because i'd actually rope them into the same thing now because i i think that tiktok's done really well to promote um artistic style on their app because um i follow like myself i follow you i follow um and uh, quite a few other photographers as well that do drone shots or do um there's a there's a german gentleman i'm following um and i couldn't tell you his name right now because it's one of those fascinating <laughs> random german names um but i'll link him in the description as well guys and i'll send you a link afterwards because if you do um uh and um wildlife you'll find these ones quite fascinating um and he's a wildlife videographer slash photographer and and all these sort of things so they've done really well on tiktok to promote creativity as well it's something that i wish youtube did a little bit better because they sort of classify every other video as their own sections but they don't have a a arti artist section or a photography section but they have a photography channel you can follow but that's hard to find down the line but if you were to go beauty channel or gaming channel or tech channel or 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 food channel they've all got their own easy to find browsing yeah. sections so my question my question to you is who do who artistic wise it doesn't have to be just photographers now but who on an artistic side of youtube do you follow and sort of what got you into them in um, the first yeah place? i definitely uh artistic wise uh i i talk a lot about peter mckinnon um i he's just amazing uh i know i i definitely agree with you that like artistically and creatively on uh youtube there isn't as much of um content there uh a lot of photography stuff that i see on youtube is more technical and that's also something that like i've kind of noticed in the photography community that mm. some photographers are more like into the technical side of like how the camera works and you know learning manual like at like the back of their hand and then there's like some other photographers who are more artistic based and i'm definitely like i fall in the more artistic base um i'm not too great with the technical stuff i just like i get lucky with like the technic technicality and stuff and i'm still actually learning manual i'm not that great at using manual quite yet um so that's something that um also my dad he is like really into like technicality of like how the camera works and he's already like uh getting good at manual and stuff he's really excited about it um but yeah to, to answer your question um definitely peter mckinnon and have you heard of brandon wolfel yeah he is i, I haven't no. in new york i'm not i'm not 100 percent sure but uh he's a portrait photographer and um he he has his own style which is something that um i've been kind of trying to explore um he he does a lot of like portraits with models um 
at night with like neon lights and stuff and he has like this specific way of editing to where like if you were to see any other photographer do that kind of editing you'd be like yeah that's brandon wolfel like inspired right there kind of a thing so he's definitely has has his own niche um in editing style which is something that yeah like like i just said i i'm definitely trying to discover and stuff um i i think that might be one of the hardest parts about building a brand with your photography and like also uh choosing what you want to specialize in <laughs> is uh is that something that i'm struggling with um uh, which it'll eventually kind of happen by itself but i'm so interested in like all these different kinds of um photography like uh sports and nature and travel and uh stuff like that and like the artistic stuff um that like i i don't know what i want to do when i grow up uh there's so many things and now i'm starting to like get interested in like storm chasing photography and stuff like that um the college i'm going to next year uh they have a storm chasing team so i'm going to try joining and being their new photographer for it so um yeah <laughs> kind of just added on there but yeah <laughs> yeah no well i'm in the in in the regards with parents i'm in the same thing as you my dad's um more the technical side of shooting and again knows manual a lot better than i do he barely uses it because he prefers mm -hmm. to use tv or av um but he 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 if he needed to go into manual he'd be the sort of person that would be like okay so you have to do this then this then this and then i've got to change this and this and i'll be sitting there going right i do photography i do it as a as a freelance job part-time right, and exactly. even i can't understand <laughs> what you're saying right now like what because i think i think what's what's happened with the younger generations is we've sort of have a different mindset because they grew up in an era where they would have use film cameras and would have needed to sort of set most of the settings themselves whereas we've got it basically mapped out on the cameras for us that manual sort of gone out of the door for us it's a setting that if they took it off yeah, the cameras oh it probably yeah, wouldn't I even matter anymore about that that, make, that makes a lot of sense now actually that's awesome <laughs> And this, and this is the, and this is something I ask all photographers because I'm quite fascinated on on how a younger generation of photography and an older generation of photography think about it. Now I'm 28, so I fall in the niche of being there just before the internet and and very much before social media ever hit the platform because came out because I think I was probably about 12 when Bebo and MySpace were a, a big thing and for those of you that don't know they were probably the very first social media sites that gained so much popularity that everybody at school would be talking about them and everybody would go oh have you added me on MySpace have you added me on Bebo and all this sort of thing so my question to you is is do you think that not just us as photographers but photography in general is influenced by social media and people these days take to get the likes rather than taking oh, yeah. because they <laughs> I, enjoy I it definitely, yeah for sure um 
I see like a lot of especially TikTok like people are obsessed with like going viral and uh, that's something that like I kind of struggle with too like if I like work really hard on a video and it doesn't get many views um, and I, I do kind of get sad about it but then I like remind myself like that was fun to make the, the whole point of um, creating people need to kind of have that mentality where like I'm creating to create and have fun and not creating to get views and likes because if your your goal is to create to create and to have fun then that will translate through the what you make and people will like it more in my opinion like if you could see that like you can kind of feel in some videos where there people are trying to force you know like uh especially with trends um like uh something that like a lot of photographers are kind of influenced by trends um like milk baths and stuff like that i don't know if you've seen that trend uh but stuff like that um yeah it's like it it's so, no. it's like a trend where uh people put like milk in their bath and then um get like a model and then they put like little flowers and stuff yeah i was just talking oh, uh, to someone on twitter yeah, this have, morning yeah. and i was like you know so many people this one thing has done been done like thousands of times you know and people are so influenced by it and that's something that like i always try to stay away from is trends uh because i like to think outside of the box and like make original work um i've had like someone like at my school actually um like try to uh exactly like copy one of the photos that i did like a few weeks after and enter it into like the same cost <laughs> the same um uh contest that i was entering mine into and that would have been like weird for the judges to see like oh these two photos are like the same thing like neither of them you know they're not original and that's something that like i don't like you know i don't like unoriginality and that kind of takes away from the creativity of photography um so yeah definitely <laughs> And I and I, and I agree because um, I I notice on TikTok mainly that to, to 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 sort of get yourself on the what what they term the for you page and to get your so now they've changed the algorithm though I like it a little bit better I must say because I'm actually finding new people whereas before mm-hmm. I was just seeing the same oh, meme yeah. being done over and over and over whereas now. I follow someone that does drone photography. I follow someone that does photography like yourself, who do, um, and and makeup artists. I even find that fascinating because some of them on there do some really creative makeup. And because I follow creativity rather than it just showing me the same mm-hmm. meme done by several different people, it's now actually showing me. Well, yeah, here's exactly. another creative person that. for you with the new algorithm here's a it, yeah and now we have got a little bit of originality coming to tiktok because the algorithm isn't just showing the same meme yeah. over and over just done by several different people because before what i think it was picking up what it was picking up on was the music oh yeah in the background yeah there's like trending music that like people would kind of use Which, to get more views i guess is that what you're you're uh talking about Mm. Yeah, 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 and and I can see that a little still. There are one or two songs that if you just like, you could just sit there, and as long as it's in right, the background, yeah. you'll hit the for you page. 
but I, but for you page is more like YouTube's recommended page now. It's based on who you follow, so it will recommend their vod- their videos more to you to keep you watching. But it also um, uh, recommends people similar to them or people that have done videos with them because they've linked them in their videos uh, either in the description or in the yeah. uh, end yeah. end card. So it yeah, so it recommend them to you as well. And and I got a, I got a rough seeing as we're on the topic of TikTok here. Right, just a quick question for you. And I can, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher her name, but I think you'll know oh, who I'm D'Amelio. on about. Charlie. <laughs> yeah, um, Charlie D'Amelio. What's that dancing? <laughs> the mid. Mm-hmm. Right. I follow her purely because I want to see what trends coming next, because that's yeah. how you'd find out on YouTube, on on TikTok with her. But other than that, oh my gosh, yeah, how I the hell did she blow no up idea. on TikTok? Um, that's something that like yeah i i think it's kind of crazy i think maybe one of the reasons why she did blow up is because so many people didn't know why she was blowing up like uh just any comment section that you see like in her videos um people are like how did this happen and everyone's just wondering like how how did this happen and then more people talk about like why did she go viral and then like why is she gaining so much you know of a following in such a short time and then it's just kind of spreading like in that way, if that makes sense. You know, just the mystery of like, how did that happen? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we need one of those. We need to make up a law or something, a photography law. So like, so, like the YouTubers, like if you like something, uh, this is another creative thing. And this is why I'm going to mention it. Some YouTubers, Jacksepticeye, Markiplier, PewDiePie, um Marcia before she left. Um <laughs> Jack's girlfriend's now getting one. And for the life of me, I can't remember her name. And who else has got one as well? Photography wise, there's a law behind uh do you know um the, uh, have you no, watched the art that, of actually. photography? I'll write that down YouTube. and check that out. <laughs> no, no, and he Yeah, he he's got a law behind him as well. And um yeah and they've all got like this 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 dark story behind them and for some reason that's what helps them blow up on youtube and it's not a story that they've made up and well on jack's behalf he did make it up i granted that and so did mark apply and so did um marcia but pewdiepie the art of photography and some of the others that are on there they didn't make theirs up People have been so fascinated with them. Um, some of, uh, they've made fan fiction up on on Wattpad uh, and some of these other fan fiction sites, and they've they've sort of made a law behind them. So I had a I had a theory with TikTok. What all us photographers should do is make up like this sort of law behind us. Where like we could be pretending that our <laughs> photography is actually stealing your souls, because there used to be a tribal thing yeah, where tribes yeah. would believe uh, that actually, a camera yeah, would steal have, your uh, soul. People like that here, they're uh, they're called Amish. Um, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> there's like a there. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, there's like a community. But yeah, so um, especially in my area, they're called Amish. 
and uh there are a few of them that like don't believe in like technology and they actually yeah exactly believe that like if you take a picture with them a camera will like steal their soul um there are a few that don't believe that and i've actually always just been interested in them they're really cool people um is i think it's really interesting that like there's a community that like speaks like different language and just lives a completely different life that's within like our own modern more of a modern like community you know i always find that really interesting oh also really quick um can i plug my uh, i'm gonna unplug my um uh audio thing uh my headset okay <laughs> okay yeah it's fine go for it still hear me uh pretty clear okay awesome <laughs> yeah yeah Yep, yep. So I'm gonna I'm gonna end the episode here now. Um, but before we go, is there anything else you would like to uh, to to talk about, or 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 you can just go ahead and um, uh, yeah. promote yourself um, at the end of the episode? Thank you so much for uh, inviting me. These opportunities are really uh, really awesome. It kind of shows how like how powerful TikTok can be, you know just uh sharing content and stuff and sharing your your own creativity and personality and stuff uh and you know will allow you to connect with people i think that's like something that's just so cool about this whole like internet and everything in our generation you know connecting with you know people in other countries across the world i think that's like that's so amazing and especially at the moment as well and we've all got to self-isolate well you lot do my uh, my oh, wow. my job considered to be essential, so I'm still working. Yeah. So I work for a DIY store. So um, because we sell seven thousand items that the government deems as essential, we've still, oh, wow. in some capacity, been, got yeah, to be I, open. I, yeah, I definitely commend like everyone who's uh, going out there still and you know risking a lot. Definitely. Um, I'm really hoping that this all ends soon. Uh, senior year in America is just like, um, it's really a big deal. And like missing it has been really hard on our community. Um, but yeah, it's also kind of bringing people together in a way, uh, which is, you know, it's, it's, it's a very interesting time right now, for sure. So yeah, so... Your, so before, like, I'll let I'll give you the opportunity now um, to to basically plug yourself before we go because the only three things I know you're or four things actually I know you're on you've got TikTok, mm-hmm. Twitter, yeah, yeah. Instagram, and I think uh, yeah, you're on definitely. YouTube as well, uh, so aren't you? My TikTok, uh, just look up Izzy Barstow. Yeah. Uh, and you'll see my photography and stuff. Uh, I, I like to, I'm starting to actually try to brand myself um, more in, uh, hone in on photography on TikTok. Uh, I, I have a YouTube channel also uh, called Bella B Videos. Um, and I, I make a lot of uh, behind the scenes uh, photography videos there. And uh, I've been working on editing a few of them, too, and getting those out. So there will be more content on there. Um, as far as my Instagram goes, I have <laughs> I have quite a few Instagrams. Uh, uh, but I would recommend definitely checking out Barstow Photo uh, Travel. And then uh, from there, you can uh, find a link in the description to Barstow Photo Sports and then Barstow Photo, uh, which is like my portraits and stuff. Um, 
and yeah uh oh yeah and also my twitter uh just look up izzy barstow and uh i should be there um i post a lot of uh a lot more photography on there because i try it for my instagram i try to keep like a theme and stuff so i kind of limit what i post there so uh twitter you know just post all the time post photos all the time on there so um yeah <laughs> thank you so much for having me today it means a lot Oh, and it's been fantastic. Thank you for coming on. One thing I will say before you go as well is uh, when you, not just you, but for the fans as well, you'll be able to head over to the group section of my um, website, be it me, not you.com, and there will soon be a, a fan page set up for Izzy as well. So you can also head over there and give all your talks and bits if you'd like. And I want to mention about a website before everybody goes that I've been using for a little while called CopyTrack. And what they do is they help you claim your photography back on website. They help you claim your copyright. And what they do is they, um, you upload all your photos to their site. Or if you use IAM like I do to sell my photography, you can connect with them and it will just transfer the images over. And then using their online algorithm, they do what they call reverse image image searching. And what that does is their bots go out and find your photography online and match it up. If they get a match, they will then send you a notification to let you know. And then you're able to, to make a claim against the website or persons using your photography, your images. And what they do is they allow you to, um, for free, this is, none of this costs you, by the way. It's on a no win, no fee basis as well. So what happens is, is if the claim goes through, they then try and claim the money for you. And then if the claim is successful, they take 30 to 45% of, of the takings and that and so if it's just normal takings no extra legal fee was na- was needed there'd be a 30% fee but if any extra legal fees were made they take up to i believe it's 45%. So anybody that has photography if you want to go and protect your photography online please head over to copytrack.com 100% free upload all your images and they find all your images online being stolen without your consent and bob's your uncle you make money off of it thank you so, so much for having again me. thank you izzy for being on this episode it's been a great pleasure having you on it's right it's been a great pleasure having you on i've been michael john burgess your host yep yep perfect. this is izzy bustow is that how you pronounce it sorry yep bustow And I hope to see you guys in the next episode. Goodbye for now. One.